0: Hey guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. Many of us read nursery rhymes or had someone read them to us when we were young. But have you ever noticed how dark the words are? Last week's episode, we talked all about lullabies and we established that All lullabies are nursery rhymes, but not all nursery rhymes are lullabies. Pretty sure that's what we said. So the first source we're using is nurseryrhymecentral.com again. And they said the difference between lullaby and nursery rhymes are that lullabies are simple songs used to comfort or calm a child or baby as they fall asleep. Whereas nursery rhymes are simple, traditional songs or poems used to educate and entertain. And then going more in detail with nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes include lullabies, tickling games, riddles, alphabet songs, counting songs, folk songs, or even just sayings. The purpose of a nursery rhyme is for general entertainment or education. The target audience is small children or toddlers. The singer behind a nursery rhyme is a parent or caregiver, a teacher, or even the child themselves. And that's where it differentiates from a lullaby because what we established in last week's episode is lullabies are used to fall asleep, they're usually sung to babies, and it's the parent or caregiver that is singing it. The child does not sing the lullaby. And this website gave the same reasons for lullabies being dark as nursery rhymes. It's used to, you know, talk about the untalkable. That was just a general description behind nursery rhymes. A way to show how they are different from lullabies. And honestly, this whole podcast, well both of them, I got the idea because one day I was scrolling on TikTok. I know, I know. I feel like this where a lot of my podcast ideas have been coming from lately. But one day I was scrolling on TikTok and I saw a TikTok that was talking about the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? I won't sing the song because I don't know if that's copyright. But anyways, it said, supposedly, I don't know how true it is because if you Google it, it comes up with like, yeah, it's true, but then it also comes up that it's a hoax. But it is saying that Do You Know the Man is actually about a serial killer that was luring children to their death with muffins. So it was literally a song used to educate the children to be like, hey, if you see a man with muffins on this street, don't go near him. Or if you do, report it to the police, which is crazy. And I'm sorry if I just ruined your childhood, but we're going to ruin your childhood even more. We're going to talk about 10 nursery rhymes and their dark meanings. So cue the spooky music. Okay, all these 10 are from cashmereobservant.net. Don't know if I said that right, because I honestly can't read my writing again. But this article is from June 13, 2015, and it gave 10 nursery rhymes and the dark history behind them. So the very first one is Baba Black Sheep. It is said that this nursery rhyme is based off a medieval wool tax that left no wool for the farmers of the poor. Black sheep were considered bad luck because their fleece couldn't be dyed. So Baba Black Sheep, Have You Any Wool is literally saying that the rich took all the wool and left everybody else with nothing, even though they were the ones who were breeding the animals, I guess we can say. The next one, I feel like a lot of us sang this song at recess or anything like this. It is called Ring Around the Rosie. We all know it—a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes—we all fall down. Dark, creepy. See, even just like lowly whispering it, it is still dark and creepy. They probably made it a little bit worse, but it is said that "Ring Around the Rosies" is about the 1665 Great Plague of London. Rosie was the rash, and the stench could only be covered up with a pocket full of posies. Sorry if I just ruined your childhood there. Number three, we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but they mentioned "Rockabye Baby" again. Something about a son of King James II of England. And there was like English controversy with this one that I didn't understand as being someone in America. So I didn't really write down all the details. I'm going to be honest. That's all I wrote for that one. But the next one, number four. Ready for this one? It's Mary Mary Quite Contrary. And it is said it is about Bloody Mary. Dun, dun, dun. It is said that the silver bells are thumbscrews and the cockle shells are instruments of torture. It's literally what it said. It said you were singing a song about her torturing people. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. And for those of you who were curious about what a thumbscrew is, it is apparently, and I quote, a torture device first used in early modern Europe and was used to crush someone's thumb. That sounds painful. Number five, Pop Goes the Weasel, which isn't that the song on Ice Cream Trucks? Or am I thinking of something else? Editing Meg's going to come in here to let us know what song they play on Ice Cream Trucks because that's where it's Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop Goes the Weasel is one of the songs ice cream trucks use. But did you know that every country plays different songs for their ice cream trucks? I thought that was a fun fact. I didn't know that. And they also have like a list of songs that they use. So it's not just Pop Goes the Weasel. That is one they do use, though. Thank you for that. It is said that this nursery rhyme is about poverty, pawnbroking, and minimum wage. The next one, I don't honestly know this one, but it is called Georgie Porgy. and apparently it's about George Belairs, who was a bisexual nobleman who had an affair with King James I and was a womanizer, and it said that in this one, there's something about running away from Georgie, and it's apparently because even though he was a womanizer, there was often no consent involved, if you know what I mean. So that's why they ran away from him. Okay, here is part of the rhyme for Georgie Porgie. It goes, Georgie Porgie put in a pie, kissed the girls, and made them cry. When the boys come out to play, Georgie Porgie ran away. Number seven. This one I found so interesting because this is another one I heard about growing up. But Humpty Dumpty is apparently about a cannon that broke. There was like a little cannon during one of the wars that was named Humpty Dumpty and it fell because... Another cannon hit it or something like that and it fell and it broke and they couldn't repair it. Isn't that crazy? We're talking about war here. The next one, number eight, there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. It's apparently about King George II who was called an old woman by his enemies because of the powdered wigs he used to wear. Yeah, they were kind of like making fun of him. It's kind of sad. Number nine, three blind mice goes back to Bloody Mary again. Dun, dun, dun. But apparently the three mice are the three Protestant noblemen who were murdered by Mary for secretly planning to kill her. That's, that's a awful time. You know, you're like hired to try to kill somebody and then they find out and then they kill you. So that apparently is why it's called three blind mice, because she also tortured them before she killed them. Because she was a, she was something else it turns out to be. And I don't want to talk bad about her because we've, we've been over this. I'm superstitious and I don't want to accidentally offend her spirit. And number ten is another nursery rhyme that I have no clue what it is. I have never heard of this one, but it is called "Oranges and Lemons." Maybe Ed and Meg will come in here again to maybe quote some of it. But apparently, "Orange and Lemons" is about a condemned man on his way to execution. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. Okay, here are the lyrics for the "Orange and Lemons." It's two sticks and apple, ringy bells at Whitechapel, old Father Baldy. Eight, ringy bells at gate. Maids in white aprons, ringy bells at St. Catherine's. Oranges and lemons, ringy bells at St. Clemens. When will you pay me? Ringy bells at Yeo Bailey. When I am rich, ringy bells at Fleet Ditch. When will that be? Ringy bells at Steepney? Steepney? When I am old, ringy bells at Paul's. It's old English. I didn't understand half of that. Why are nursery rhymes so dark? It says, like, it's, like how is this educational purposes? Like, I don't get it. Entertainment? Who is entertained by these things? They're terrible stories. I mean, I guess if you think about it, we all, well, not we all, some of us are really into true crime and into, like, the law and orders, the Chicago's, the FBI's, the NCIS's. So I get it. Like, we're all fascinated by trauma, apparently. But it's just weird nursery rhymes being dark remind me so much of the brother Grimm fairy tales and how dark they are even though you know a lot of them got adapted by disney were made family friendly a lot of them weren't and we could do a podcast on brothers grimm so if you want to see a podcast on that you should totally tweet me dm me and nursery rhymes have been around for so long i wonder what the oldest nursery rhyme is i'm gonna have edit mma come in because i didn't think to look that up So according to oldest.org, the oldest known slash recorded nursery rhyme is Ding Dong Bell from 1580. Thank you for that fact. But yeah, it's so weird, like, hearing what all these things are about because, like, Ring Around the Rosie, like, that one's dark. That was probably a bad example. But Mary Mary, quite contrary, like, you think she's just, like, gardening or doing something, cleaning or something. You don't think she's, like, torturing people. It's, like, so weird how, like, we hear these stories and we're like, oh, yeah. They're nice, they're calming, they're a game, they're little kids playing it, running in a circle and falling down. Like where's the harm in that? There's a lot apparently, a lot of trauma and I probably just ruined some people's childhood with this podcast, but it's okay. We're all in this together. So the next time you read a nursery rhyme or you hear someone else reading a nursery rhyme just now, they're just as dark and creepy as lullabies. Some of them have deeper meaning than we actually realize and they've been around for a very, very long time probably won't be going anywhere. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hey Guys it's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys it's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram for updates and good times. Come back next Monday where we talk about award shows and all the drama that follows them. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out Girl Scouts.